Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay, that's Espo, and the Phoenix Suns snap their two-game skid and pick up their 50th win of the season by beating the Portland Trail Blazers 120-90, and it's official. Espo has lost his bet. The beard must go, but the mustache will stay. I have to Diefenbach this crap. That's not fair. I, I like his parents, so I won't use that. I have to <laughs> shame this crap on Friday just with the mustache. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint those of you who thought it was going to happen live on this postgame show. I'm not wearing a mustache for two days. The drink of the night. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to the drink of the. It's not there yet. Guys, you guys threw me for a loop. All the interns are fired, including Shane. Everybody out. I'll, I'll produce the damn show myself. For those of you on audio, you have no clue why. But uh, Well, the drink of the night. We've got something good cooked up for you, which is why I got really excited. Shall we show it? Are we going to the bar? Are, are we going to the bar? Are we going to the bar? Is it there? I can't tell if it's a preview screen or not. We're in the bar as oh, well. Oh, we're at the bar. We're in the bar. It's the mustache maker's mark because the freaking Suns without Devin Booker and CP3 scored 120 points, which I didn't think was possible. Uh, That was a fun fourth quarter, even though it was basically garbage time minutes. It was fun for us over here. This must be what it's like watching games with Shane when he has all of his bets going. I guess. Because we were so invested in the Suns reaching that 120 mark that when it came down to is Bismack who knocked down the free throw, right? Yeah, look, look, Shane, Shane gambles money. I gamble uh, the fact that I'm going to look like a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, that's what it comes down. I'm going to look like a moron on Friday. <sighs> and I, somehow I thought it was all right. I told you that bets like that, that's a young man's game. They can bounce back way easier than you and I could. You got to make different types of bets. I'm not making any bets anymore. That's fair. Financial or facial <laughs> or otherwise, bets will not happen. Leah, Leah said, does, she brings up a good point. 
mustaches are in no, espo you'll be fine not. i'm 40 almost <laughs> and married my wife does not want to see me in a mustache nor does anybody else this is a bad bad look uh you know i will look like shane and that is scary i'm just glad they didn't get to 140 yeah or alfred didn't score true. 25 that, those two would have been a little bit more would have rough been bald for you, wearing for a dress sure. on friday so i mean it could have been entertaining for us though i won't lie see this is what lie. you miss if you don't tune into the pregame show mm -hmm. on our youtube page i say stupid stuff that comes back to bite me in the ass it I mean, it is what it is. It's okay. But guess what? The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> Suck it, mustaches. Suck it, Portland. Let's get weird. <laughs> Preach, Espo. MCG Blue says, it was nice to be, quote unquote, bored again with a blowout win versus the past two games. And yes, I agree. This was a really good game for the Suns overall, like team-wise. So every single player on the team got some playing time and every single player scored. They shot 50% uh, from the field. They had 32 assists, 14 steals. This was a good team win for them. Missing Chris Paul and Devin Booker, something that I think they desperately needed. Granted, I understand it was the Portland Trailblazers. Winnable game all around regardless of who was suiting up for the Suns. But this is a good morale boost. Going into tougher games without your two all stars. Oh, I mean this this was an everybody gets orange slices type of game when <laughs> when you look at it. I mean, even Alfred Payton plays five minutes, goes one for one from the field. Uh but yeah, the guys that we had earmarked that had to step up did just that. DeAndre Ayton played mm -hmm. like we can basically pencil DeAndre Ayton in to play eighteen and eight. Uh, Mikhail Bridges had 15 on six of nine. Wait, let's go down the list. See, tell me how close I got in the pregame. We were throwing out some, some thoughts on we were, you were, and I was doing the math as to where they I were was throwing get. out what I thought each player could potentially, um, grab tonight points wise to see like what, what our point total was, which led to the bet that Espo so, made. So DeAndre had so 18. I had, okay. I had you? Cam, Mikhail and DA 20 points each. Okay. So you fell short. 18 from DeAndre, 20 from Cam. You were right there. Okay. 15 from from Mikhail. So not too bad. I'll take that. That's pretty close. You were still wrong. You were off by five points for uh, for Mikhail and, and two but for DeAndre. But it was close. Okay. okay. This one I definitely probably should have thought a little bit more into this. I had Cam Payne and Aaron Holiday at 15 points Wah. each. Aaron Holiday, nine on three of nine shooting. Not a great night. Campaign five points on two of eight shooting. Yeah, those ones I kind of like, dropped. I would have been on. fine if uh, if uh, a couple other guys didn't sneak in that score sheet more than we. Thought. I swapped campaign with Landry Shamit tonight. That's what I should have done. I yeah. should have told the opposite because I had Landry at four points, and he finished with what twelve? Well, twelve on four of twelve shooting. That's okay. We're getting there. We'll get to that. And then for Jay, uh, I think. I think Sundress Dungs helped me on this no, one in the so chat. No, so says Jay. My so lawyer Jay. helped you out. Okay, so says Jay. We we said 16, and he finished with 15. So we were what? pretty close. Don't say we. You said it. I simply added no, up the numbers. No, me and so says Jay. Because I throw water he and I, He and I said 16. That, oh, that's you. fair. You and him. Not you, Espo. Yeah. By the way, I don't <laughs> think we need the panic button, so I'm going to take this. And break it, I guess, throwing it over there on the set. Yeah, throw so, the panic button yeah, out. We don't need that. 
I will say, though, despite the fact that campaign only notched five points tonight, he did have a good return. I feel like he looked good out there. He finished with eight assists for a season high in assists. Five of them came in the first six minutes of this game, which was a really good way to start this game and get out to getting his teammates involved, get that ball moving. I thought campaign played pretty well considering how much time he's missed. He helped set the tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he helped set the tone, which is uh, is important. This team has been missing a, a normal point guard in in these situations since Chris Paul got hurt. You had to see a lot of point book. Obviously, no no Booker tonight in health and safety protocols. So campaign, even though it wasn't a great offensive night, came through, only played 20 minutes, which is good. You, you didn't have to stretch him in a close game. Uh, I expect that he'll just continue to round into shape and, and mm-hmm. get back to more of the offensive player that, that we've expected mm-hmm. to see from him tonight, obviously coming off an injury that he hadn't played since the middle of January. It's, it's all right to have five points on two of each. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, that those 20 minutes, Monty did talk pregame. He wanted to limit the amount of playing time that Cam saw tonight and keep it into shorter stints, which I think he was able to do um, at least for through the first two quarters. We were a little bit hesitant on what the fourth quarter would look like. Yeah, didn't have to but worry thankfully, about that. yes, we didn't have to worry <laughs> about it at all. We got to have some garbage time minutes because the team, like I said, just this was a good win for them. Yeah. So I I'm mean, really, really happy about that. Well, and they had struggled on the boards as, uh, recently, and they finished with 46 rebounds to the Blazers' 35. So they controlled mm-hmm. that portion of the game. Uh, not a, a juggernaut when it comes to size in the Portland Trail Blazers, but they did bounce back on that front. That was encouraging. Like you mentioned, Steele's 14. They did give up 10 uh, of their own. Uh, to Portland got 10 of them off, off them. So it was it was a sloppy game on both sides for, bo- or for both teams tonight. But uh, I'm glad to see the rebounds. This was a team that they should have taken care of. It's mm-hmm. on to the Knicks on Friday, which is another – dumpster fire of an organization so hopefully you can uh, get two wins before you have to face uh, the vaunted milwaukee bucks on uh, on sunday Ooh, that'll be that'll be an interesting one that's for sure but we'll be able to figure it out i'm sure we'll, we'll handle business at least uh at least to an, a certain extent they're a team named after pants i'm not afraid of the knickerbockers all right <laughs> All right. I know it's early, but let's go right on ahead and do it. We're going to name our draft king, king of the game. Let us know in the chat who you think should be tonight's king of the game. We decided we're going to give it to Cam Johnson. He finished with 20 points tonight on six of eight from the field. He had four assists, four rebounds. Cam Johnson, man, coming off the bench, starting, coming off the bench, starting, no matter what. Cam has been Mr. Reliable lately, and it's been really cool to see Cam kind of find that consistency. You buried the lead. He went four or five from deep. Hell. He was automatic behind the uh, behind the arc. So mm-hmm. I that was my favorite part of his game tonight. Again, should have been in that three point contest, but he's going out there and taking out his angst on his on his opponents. There, can we please put the crown back up? I. So, Sean yeah. said clean Look, crown placement, I, and Lee I asked that, if it was Emma. I think this is crap. 
This is not clean crown placement. That shit's going to slide off Cam's head. <laughs> oh, all right? Now you're just nitpicking. That shit's going to slide off Cam's head if it's really that way. It's too tilted to the side. Uh, you know, intern behind the Mac, uh, you're fired. You're done. <laughs> I'm you're basic, all right? <laughs> Actually, it looked like something Shane would have done, done. So since, since he taught you, you're off the hook. Shane, you and I have to have a talk tomorrow. <laughs> Um, that was our intern, Ben. He did the crown placement tonight. That's so his name? Shout oh, thanks, out ben. to intern Ben. <laughs> um, I also, one of the cool things, cool stat that came out from tonight's game. So tonight also marks Cam's team best 46th game of the season with two or more three-point field goals. Tied for fourth most in the NBA this season. Doesn't that stat just keep? Going, it just like keeps it going did. and going and going, <laughs> just like ending. Cam knocking down threes. I believe. Did I hear the? Did I hear right? Is Gerald here with us? So Gerald's yeah. here with us. He's going to be joining he? in just I, a I second. I heard the little chime. Uh, Phoenix Suns twenty two says Espo is always rude to the interns. <laughs> yeah, I love our interns. All right, I just not when I'm on camera. It's, I got to give them a hard yeah, time. Absolutely, I feel that. Hi, Gerald. Okay, I'll see you guys for a second. How's it going? Good. How are you feeling? Doing pretty fine. I'm, I'm glad that my uh, warning from the last game of not panicking paid off in this one, at least. I'm panicking. <laughs> I have you? to. I have to shave my beard to a mustache, so it's a different oh, kind no. of panic. That, what, that, that was the, the bet. bet was? Yeah, oh, if they hit no. if they hit 120. So uh, thank Bismack for me out there tonight. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be great content I'm oh it'll, it'll be something that's for sure yeah gerald uh what did monty have to say about campaign's return tonight and uh and how he felt he looked yeah he said it gave him juice to, and they missed his burst and, and just his ability to come in and liven things up a little bit um you know obviously he had the season eight high eight assists tonight so that was big for them he didn't shoot the ball particularly well but just the way that he kind of orchestrated the offense gave them another ball handler, another facilitator. Um, that was huge. Monty said that he kind of steadied them on that end of the floor. So it was great for them to have him back, especially with, you know, Book and Chris Paul out. Speaking of Book and Chris Paul out, I know a lot of the focus was, of course, on Cam Payne tonight and his return, but just overall as a team, how do you think the guys performed tonight despite being without their two All-Stars? Yeah, I thought this was about as good as you could ask for. You know, Monty said that balanced scoring, you know, they, they don't want any one player to try and fill book shoes. They don't want any one player to try and fill Chris Paul's shoes. It takes a collective group effort. And when you look at this, all 12 Suns players that went in scored. I think they had six or seven guys in double figures. Um, like, that was just pretty much all you could ask for, especially with the way that Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, um, those guys all produced, they all facilitated. They had, I think 32 assists tonight, which is incredible without their two primary playmakers out there. Um, so it just kind of speaks to their cohesion, the system that they have guys willingness to pass. Um, and it all goes back to the sun's we score mentality. That's a phrase that Monty loves to use. And tonight, you know, they did play a very bad Blazers team. That's clearly tanking, but it, it goes back to that philosophy and it really showed tonight. Is James Jones prepared to back up the Brinks truck for Cam Johnson? 
I sure as hell hope so, because I don't know how you can watch what Cam Johnson has done over the last few months. I don't know how you can watch how successful this team has been and not want to keep the, that core four intact for the long term. You know, I know money's going to be tight for those first couple of years, but Chris Paul isn't going to be here forever. And the back half of his contract is not that heavy. You just got to stick it out for those couple of years where, yes, you're going to pay a hefty luxury tax bill. And I know people are already cringing thinking about Robert Sarver and, and that luxury tax bill, but like they have a potential dynasty here that in the making, you know, we don't know what the long-term solution is going to be at point guard after Chris, but between Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and DeAndre Ayton for your long-term, like that is a team that is at worst a playoff contender year in and year out for the next half decade, at least. So you've got to do what it takes to keep that group intact and figure out the rest as you go. Boo freaking who about somebody having to pay the luxury tax. I mean, you got to spend money to make money, right? Like you want to keep this team together. You want to have a serious contender. Spend the money in order to be able to do that. Cam is doing everything they could have asked for him to prove himself this season. It's going to pay dividends too because you're going to have an enjoyable team. You're going to grow an entirely new fan base of the younger generation who's yep. seeing winning good sons basketball. So it's absolutely worth it. You're going to play the long You're going to make that money on the back end if, yeah. if you're smart. Anything else that stood out to you, Gerald, about what Monty said post game? Not really. I mean, I, I think it was kind of the elephant in the room that this wasn't the best Blazers team, but he really did like the way that they defended. Um, you know, they were trapping on pick and rolls because Anthony Simons was really hurting them early on. He didn't score the rest of the way. And he really liked the way their execution and that trapping scheme kind of improved as they went along. Just another example of some of the things that the Suns are going to try during this, you know, experimental period where they have this big lead over everyone else in the rest of the league. They can experiment with a couple of different coverages, a couple of different looks on both ends of the floor, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, and it's just a good way to put guys in positions where they might be more confident if they're called upon in a pinch in the playoffs or, or whatever it might be. So, you know, this is all positive, especially if you can win by 30 and, you know, calm down a fan base that was panicking after two games. It's, it's always a good thing. Well, Gerald, we'll let you get back there and hear from the players. Uh, all the girthlings in the chat are very happy to have seen you. Thanks as always, man. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> All right. So we told you that we had named Cam Johnson, our draft king, king of the game. But let me tell you about the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon this Saturday at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. So... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet just $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. And we literally mean no matter what. First round knockout, you get paid. Majority draw, you get paid. Tickle no fight, you get paid. what, you get paid. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code PHNX and make a bet. On the main event, just $1 to get $100 in free bets instantly. Both, it is that easy. Both guys show up with mustaches, you get paid. If they both show up bald, you're going to get paid. Getting hit with a <laughs> pillow, you get paid. One more time, that is uh, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app and promo code PHNX. Don't forget that promo code. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. 
If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. So Gerald mentioned it. Do you? And then the chat is bringing it up too. Um, how confident are you in all of this money situation that's going to come down? Let me be very After clear. After the season wraps up. I do not give a shit what Robert Sarver has to pay to keep this team together. You do it. Yes. This is the most yes. talented roster you have had in decades. Maybe ever in this franchise's history. You do not do anything to screw it up. If DA wants the max, give him the max. If Cam wants the 90 that you gave to McHale, give him the 90. You do what you have to do to figure this out, even if it comes at a high cost mm-hmm. for salaries. Look at what Golden State did and, and continues to do in the luxury tax. I do not care. If you want to be a legit NBA franchise, you want an opportunity to compete for titles, and you want to make this fan base believe that the future is bright and that the past was not indicative of where things are going, you Sign all these guys, you keep it together at whatever the cost. Yes, full agreement. But are you going to ask me to do math again? No, I'm asking what your confidence level is in Robert doing that. Zero. Okay. Zero freaking percent. Well, that's not great. I have a feeling that... I was hoping for at least like 50%. If if I were to be confident, they would have signed Aiden last offseason, and we'd feel confident that Cam was going to get signed this offseason. But we've seen them dick around like they did last offseason, and I don't have faith that this is going to go the way we all want it to. We should enjoy the hell out of this ride and hope that they get a title in the next three months because I don't know what the offseason holds and I don't have confidence in it. At this point, we don't even know who's going to own the team based on whatever comes out of the investigation that's still ongoing as well. There's so many question marks that all we can be sure of is that you've got the best team in the NBA right now and they better be able to put it together in the playoffs because it's the best shot you've ever had a title and it may be the best shot that you ever have. I'd like to think I'm at least 50% confident that they'll pay the money because they can understand how much they'll get in return. Lindsay, we sat in that building. I know. We understand understand this. I love your optimism. I wish I could be there with you. But I just am not. I do not have that optimism. That's why I'm going to enjoy this. What's the alternative, though? We we let. Who do you let? You trade one of them. That's that. Look. I I know that they they floated his name or, or DeAndre Ayton's name around at the trade deadline. Well, he, they yeah, we they know. they kicked the tires on stuff. Like there there is a a large chance that this is not the same group going into next year. So enjoy this ride. That would be so disappointing. And look, it's it's the it is the reality of where we are. So enjoy this ride. That's why I'm not going to take any game for granted, including a 30-point win against the lowly uh, Portland Trailblazers without Devin Booker and CP3. Enjoy it because you don't know what's coming. This stresses me out. I should have taken us down this route. (laughs) You did, and I'm just going to be honest. Let's just uh, skirt right back into something else. 
Um, we talked about one twin. Let's talk about the second twin. Mikhail Bridges, he had a pretty good night tonight as well. Mikhail finished with 15 points, two steals, two assists, six of nine from the field. He has scored in double figures in 14 of the Suns' last 15 games. We talked about finding more consistency with um, Cam Johnson. The consistency is there with Mikkel Bridges as well. These two guys, they're fun to watch. And the, I think in Devin Booker's absence, as much as Cam Payne is going to be one of the more important pieces to this puzzle – those two also from a scoring perspective and defensive perspective, I think are going to be like, as they go, this team goes essentially. Well, we've, we've known that for a while too. I mean, even last year to an extent, it was however Cam and, and Mikhail played was, was a good barometer with this team. They have both stepped up in ways that we had hoped that they would. It took a little longer than we thought that it would going into this season. But McHale has found his offensive stride. Cam, after a rough start to the year, has blossomed into what we expected offensively. I mean, his three-point shooting has been spectacular. This kid has unbelievable offensive potential, and it's not just behind the arc. He, he goes to the rim. He's shown a propensity to make great passes, especially to McHale, and uh, and can crash the boards. Both of these guys are are key to what they're doing and will be key to keeping them afloat over the next likely seven days without Devin Booker, which includes two very difficult games in Milwaukee and in Miami. Uh, so, look, I, I cannot praise those two guys enough. And, and off the court, what they bring as well. They will be fan favorites for years to come as long as the team doesn't screw something up. I just want to real quick, if you're listening to this on audio or if you guys have this really loud or in your, your uh, like earbuds or whatever, I am so sniffly tonight. My allergies are out of control. And I'm you better so hope it's allergies. I'm going to sneeze into this microphone. So I'm really sorry for all the sniffles. But I'm going to date with struggling. Batman Friday morning. This better be allergies is what I'm saying. It's, I mean, I'll double check tomorrow, but I'm pretty positive <laughs> it's allergies. My eyes are itchy. My nose is runny. My, you can hear it in my voice. I, I but can't, yeah. I'm really sorry for all the sniffles, but I can't help it. <laughs> all right. You know what, Espo? I do want to give a few flowers. Oh, do we have the new graphic? Can we? Lindsay's handing out flowers, everybody. Yes, I do want to give a few flowers out. I know you're probably thanks going to challenge the, me on this thanks one. Thanks for the uh, for picking up on that, the studio audience in here. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. There oh, we go. You, know, you can't win them all. Thank you. I know you might challenge me a little bit on this one, but here's the thing. I want to give some flowers to Landry Shamit. So in his eighth start of the season and first since December 16th, he finished the night with 12 points, three rebounds, and a steal. I understand he shot four of 12 from the field, two of eight from deep, but I think this is a really important time for Landry Shamit. And with that, it's time to take your shot presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Landry Shamit. 
This is the time to take your shot. You're in the starting lineup. The team is without Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Take this opportunity to shoot yourself back into a rhythm. Find your confidence. Work through the mental battles. Straight up, Landry Shamit, take your shot. Take advantage of this moment to kind of turn things around for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I... I think it's fair to give him praise. He hit some big shots. He he did some things handling the ball tonight that we hadn't seen. It felt like he got some confidence back. Uh, he didn't make the shot, but he went between the legs uh, multiple times and, and crossed up a Portland defender late in that game, got to the rim. Uh, look, I want this guy to find his confidence because if he does, if he starts hitting shots, that makes this team uh, even more difficult to stop and may play he may play his way into that playoff rotation. He's got an opportunity. He's never going to have a better opportunity than he has over the next week. Go out there and prove yourself, young man. Go mm-hmm. go show everybody honestly, go out there and shut everybody up. That's talked crap about you, that has questioned you, that has made jokes, present company included as well. Make sure to go out there and, and do it. Like you get the opportunity to start like he did tonight. I assume he will until Booker comes back. Go out there and do it, man. Do yep. it. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. The reason why I really want Landry to kind of take full advantage of this opportunity is because After a shoot-around this morning, Gerald asked him, you know, like, hey, how are you feeling coming back from the injury? Are you kind of starting to, you know, feel back into your rhythm and just comfortable out there? And he said the biggest thing is is mental. It's finding the mental rhythm. And then you and I were talking about this um, earlier on today, just how much of a load Landry must be carrying, right? And I don't want to make excuses for some of the play that Landry has shown or given us this season. However, I feel like moving from team to team to team, this is his fourth team now, right? Four? Four, yeah. It's got to be a tough situation to be in, a tough kind of mental fog to break to not have some sort of self-doubt. You know what I mean? Well, certainly. I mean, when you've been traded that many times, when you come into this season and traditionally he's a very good three-point shooter and he winds up not being able to shoot shoot the three here, uh, had fallen out of the Nets rotation last year in the playoffs, that has to weigh on somebody. Mm-hmm. And being traded that many times I don't think was indicative of him. I, like, Sometimes you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time or people aren't able to utilize you in the right way. Or you have the kind of contract that's easily moved as part that of something and, and people see potential in you. I mean, it's obvious that James Jones saw potential. Mm-hmm. They traded for him. They gave him the extension. But then, like, honestly, they gave him that extension based on faith, Right. And that probably puts pressure on a guy too. Right. That he he probably feels guilty when he goes out there and he's not making shots. Mm-hmm. So it does. It weighs on you as as a player uh, and has to be difficult. But for me, what I think is tonight you saw him get a little bit of that confidence back. Mm-hmm. You saw some confidence in those moves, in those shots. And if he finds that rhythm, mentally 
things can shift very quickly, right. right? You can get back on track there and and that could play pay huge dividends for this team, but be great for Landry as well. So uh I think uh, our friend Saul wants to weigh in on the Shamit. Uh he's very <laughs> excited. Like, These sham wow image with right uh, <laughs> with Saul's face on it. He's he's still not impressed. That's but. a great graphic. If you haven't seen it, it's on our Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. Go check it out if you are listening to this on your audio. Um, the last person I'll give a few flowers to, and then we can move on, DeAndre. And so give the big fella. Give him all the flowers. Max him out on those flowers, Lindsay. <laughs> Max flowers. He had 18 points tonight, eight rebounds. He got a steal as well. DA deserves some fellas. Uh, fellas. The big fella deserves <laughs> some flowers. Deserves some fellas tonight. All right. Whatever <laughs> whatever is good for him is good for us. Uh, look, I uh, I agree. Like, he stepped up. He played great. That that mid-range hook has been spectacular. So mm-hmm. is his jumper. Hey, he had some vicious dunks tonight. If anybody wants to complain about DA, they can shut the hell up this evening. <laughs> Aggressive. I like it. Okay. Anything else about tonight's game that you would like to point out? I feel like Shane wants to embarrass me with something. So, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to allow it. I will, I will let him do this. Okay. Go ahead, Shane. Miss. Miss. I don't want to have to look like Shane. Miss. My beautiful beard. Yeah, that was the moment where I realized I was going to have to have the a moment it all went down. Shane, of course, had a phone right in my face. Actually, so I think I. both of you so did. did. I, <laughs> I think on both sides of me, I had people wanting to document my fear and, and loathing. <laughs> and then my wife thinks it's hilarious to text me and go, oh, by the way, it's going to grow back gray. Oh, no. So to hell with all of you this evening. Wait, does she really think it's going to grow back she gray? She texted me after I sent her the video. It says, <laughs> it's going to come back all gray. Oh. I mean, it's it, it's a quarter there now, but it's going to, she might be it's right. going to you finish never know. it off. You never know. I, I, I'm responding back to her right now. Listen, if it grows back gray, just color it in. I know. If it grows back gray, I'm going Santa. I don't care. Okay. I'm gonna. I, I'm not one of those guys that needs to color my beard to feel better about myself. I'll own it. And I don't care what the chat's going to say. So I mean, who cares either way? You do whatever makes you feel the best about yourself. I don't know why why you don't want to look like this. I know exactly why I don't want to look like that. (laughs) There are very, very big reasons I don't want to look like that. Oh, my gosh. See, Tracy's in the chat. Love you, babe. Yeah, of course. Publicly, she's saying that. (laughs) She's texting me, taunting me that I'm going to have a gray beard. So... Deal with it. I'm going to have a beautiful, luscious gray beard, and everybody's going to be jealous. I'm telling you, we just we just need to start adjusting the type of bets that you're willing to throw out there. I will help you. I will help you brainstorm nah, some that are a little less I'm aggressive, okay. baby. I'm I'm okay. I'm just going to make dumb bets, and I'll pay them off like the man I am. So, all right. What well. What other topics do we have this evening? So we're going to close out the show with two topics. The first one we're going to talk about. There was an Instagram post from Front Office Sports that shared a quote from Bill Simmons that said, quote unquote, I have intel. I think the NBA is going to expand to Las Vegas and Seattle, that they're looking at six and a half to seven billion 
for the two teams and that a leading contender for Vegas is going to be Fenway Sports Group. He also mentioned that he thinks LeBron James will be involved with the Vegas team whenever he does retire. I think Bill Simmons' source was logic. This just makes too much sense (laughs) for the league. You know they're going back to Seattle because Seattle now has a building worthy of the NBA and the league knows they screwed up when they let the Sonics Mm -hmm. go to OKC. And Vegas has been the mecca of summer basketball uh, for years now. Summer League has become a massive event, basically the Comic-Con of basketball. Mm -hmm. So Vegas makes sense. And they didn't want to be the first league to go there. But the NHL did that. The NFL followed. Now there's no barrier for the... Uh, for the NBA to go to uh, go there and sports gambling's been embraced by these leagues. So the NBA should be in Vegas. I love it. Gives the Suns another uh, another rival because that's that's another team four hours away, uh, four or five hours away, just mm-hmm. like the Lakers. I, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I welcome it. I want the high rollers and the Sonics in, in the NBA. OK, not to put you on the spot, but but you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, of course. Seattle, would you just go supersonics? Yes. Okay. You have to you have like to go Sonics. You they left the colors and the name in the city. You go back, you take the history. I mean, uh, the amount of vintage throwbacks that you would have with that would be so great they, too. They need it's, to. it's it's one of those things that's almost like it's just too perfect to not take advantage. Give me of. the classic arch look. Give me Give me everything about the old Sonics, mm-hmm. and let's just dump them there. Just like the NFL did when Cleveland came back in the league. It was like, oh, we never left, except we did. Uh, that's the way the NBA should play this. We never left Seattle, except we did. So, What about Vegas? What's your take on what the Ve- Vegas team oh, should be? Vegas should be the high rollers. The high rollers yeah. is fun. Okay. I mean, uh, multiple reasons why that works in the NBA. And, uh, you know... I, I like the Aces color scheme in the W, uh, a little black, red, and gold. Go with that and uh, and bring it in. And I mean, there's a multitude of places they can play too. There's uh, there's the T-Mobile Arena. There's another arena that I think uh, the Madison Square Garden groups putting together that should be opening soon. They'll have uh, quality venues that they can play at in Vegas. It makes mm-hmm. too much sense. I'd do it. Next year, if I could, uh, because a financially, it's going to make up for any money that the owners lost in the pandemic. They're each going to get like a two hundred million dollar check right off the bat, which you know some of them don't deserve it, but it. I think that that makes it palatable, and and you get a, a you know you get a couple extra cupcakes in the league that you can beat up on for a little while. So there's a couple people in the chat. Howie and Otis said that. Um, they don't really think an expansion might would be great. That it's already kind of watered down a little bit. The product is, is it? good where it's at. Um, is and then they bring down? up the idea of maybe moving a few teams. Howie said Pelicans and Magic. Uh, do you think it's no. better to just expand, or do you think it's better to relocate teams that are maybe not? doing as well in their market better to expand because you get the payday and you bring in deeper pocket owners who want these teams okay which is which is important and i hate the idea of a fan base losing their team Mm -hmm. i don't want dedicated pelicans fans or dedicated magic fans who have suffered through shitty basketball to lose their team on top of it well it was bad enough to watch seattle lose their team we are proof that you can be really shitty 
for a long time and well, turn it around. But even the the slight threat that was there that this team might move to Vegas during their arena negotiations. It was stressful. Just thinking about that mm -hmm. is awful as a fan base. No fan base should have to go through that. And unless it's the Grizzlies and somehow it ruins the fact that they can be the Suns <laughs> rivals for, for the next decade. No, I'm kidding. I, Memphis doesn't deserve to lose their team either. You know, uh, no, no team, uh, no fan base other than Lakers fans deserve to lose their team. I like the idea of LeBron getting, getting into ownership side of stuff. It worked out so fun. well for MJ. Why not? I mean, I like players. I like the idea of players across all sports moving into ownership type of positions. Oh, I, no, I, I think, think it, it opens the door for another avenue of athletes to really put their thumbprint on the game and really get involved in those well, ways. And let's be frank, we need more African American majority owners in sports. And women, Diana Trost well, needs women, to be the next one well. too. Uh, Diana, I hope gets involved. Uh, in in at mm -hmm. bare minimum a W team, uh, I would love to see her in, in the NBA. I still think she'd be great at replacing Chuck on Inside the NBA yeah, too. But I don't. Oh, and Lindsay's gonna sneeze. So <laughs> I'm trying not uh, to. I'm trying so hard not to sneeze because my sneezes are quick, so loud. Quick, everybody, take bets. What does the DraftKings <laughs> sportsbook say? The odds are that Lindsay will sneeze. That was real close. That was so uh, close. No, but look, it, these two team, these two cities will be in the league in the next five years. Mark okay. my words, and I think it's probably the next three. I like that idea. The only thing that scares me is an expansion draft when you have as much That's what I'm much so talent concerned as the Suns right about now. because you can only protect a certain amount of people, yeah. right? You you'll see how what those rules are negotiated as. I'm not Ooh, I'm not going to get the worried. Stressful part. I'm not going to get worried yet. I hope it's like maybe this off season. I hope but it's not like now. 7 years down the road. It'll be within the next three. Uh, that's stressful. Sources called logic tell me this. So. <laughs> All right. And then you have a Twitter topic that you'd like I to do. bring up. So we will uh, round out the let, show with that. Let's throw this tweet up here because the chances that I can uh, read it are slim to none. Apparently, we don't have it. So I'm going to have to go back through the list of things I sent in our Slack. This is just great podcasting here when, when you get a thumb through all this and try to find what I sent earlier in our Suns chat. Basically, it was a tweet earlier today. It was from Veronica, Suns Tutu fan. Yes, who tweeted, and guys, we can't can't mosh or crowd surf at Suns games anymore. What's the point of even going? Ugh. And it was a, uh, it's a joke tweet, obviously, but it had a picture that said restricted, uh, and it said that you can't bring in cameras and stuff, and you can't do mosh pits. Uh, and it was on the window of the arena. So Yeah, mosh pits or crowd surfing? Crowd surfing. Well, you know, I mean, it's always... Big mosh pitting and crowd surfing. I'm guessing that was left up from a concert that was at the arena and not at, in oh, reference to Suns. Oh, that makes a lot more Suns sense. fans. But it did make me wonder, Lindsay. We both worked in that <laughs> arena, spent a lot of time there on game nights. What was the weirdest thing that ever happened to you or that you saw in the crowd? You go first. Because I should have thought about this a little more. embarrassing. When I was working for the team, I was... Uh, I was sitting courtside. I sat right behind where Al McCoy used to sit, uh, right behind our media relations team, next to uh, one of the best beat writers ever in Suns history, Paul Coro. Mm -hmm. And I had the entire stands behind me, right? And John Bloom was on the other side of me. And I'm running social for the team, and I get uh, a tweet. And I usually, before I retweeted people, I would check the profile because it was just 
smart to understand, hey, I don't want to retweet something bad. Right. So I open this profile and it's a porn star that apparently was at the game that tweeted. And there are all sorts of inappropriate things on my screen that 5,000 of my closest friends sitting behind me now thought I was looking at at a basketball game. <laughs> and I just felt like a horrible human being. I, I you know, was, okay. was quite I embarrassed I along it. the exact same okay. lines, but a little different. Um, it was at practice. Okay. And How did a porn star get into practice? It, well, it wasn't quite a porn star. So <laughs> I was at practice and this was like my first season with the Suns, I believe. And all of us in the media were in the same area. We're kind of like, chatting, hanging out, waiting for players to finish up and come over and, and start talking with us. And I've got my phone out just like in my hands like normal. I don't have a protect like a privacy screen on my phone or anything because there's nothing on my phone that I'm like trying to keep hidden. I was still on Snapchat at this point in time. Oh, I know where this is going. Yes, exactly. I went to a Snapchat that I got randomly with didn't think anything of it. Opened it up. It was an inappropriate picture. I immediately swiped away. But I know, I know the guys around me all saw it. And I literally turned around and apologized to them. I was like, listen, I just got an unsolicited unsolicited DP. I'm really sorry if you guys all saw it. Please raise your boys better if you, you have got them. Dan Patrick in your- I did. Oh. I was like, how rude. I, 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 that is just... <laughs> Who sends Dan Patrick to somebody that hasn't oh my hasn't gosh. requested it? It was so bad. I I was so embarrassed because I know they saw it. They all acted as if they did it. And I was like, thank you guys for that. But also, like, I already feel some type of way. Every person who gets unsolicited pictures of that nature, I'm sure when your stuff popped up, you were like, oh, my God. Like, yes. completely shocked and not I in a good 5, way. I had 5,000 people behind me. Yeah. Yes. And so it's the worst thing. So that I guess that's not the same, but di- it's different, but the same. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 no, because that's more of a violation for you. Mine was just, I clicked on what was sent to the team account. Yours was, th- that person is a horrible person. Let's, Fair. Uh, let's make that clear. But know? I'm sure the feeling was very similar. Oh, where complete you were just like mortified yes, yeah. that people around you would be able to see something like yeah. that, thinking it was something you were up to. I mean, it was not. I mean, after after I read some of those reports, now I realize I might have gotten promoted if other people saw it. But <laughs> anyways. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I own it. It's late. Okay. All right. Well, I'm clearly struggling over here. Um, Sneezing, coughing, itchy, watery eyes, you name it. So I'm ready for bed. Espo, is there anything else you want to sign off with? No. Okay, cool. Great. We're going to be back tomorrow. We'll be live at 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. Come hang out with us. Farewell party to my beard. Yeah. So come join us. Plan to be there live so you can hang out with us in the chat and talk with us through that. But of course, if you can't, you can always listen anywhere that you get your podcast. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, if you get an unsolicited Dan Patrick, (laughs) it's not always the big show. Ahoy hoy.